You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hey there, and welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to episode 53, Tips for Teaching Classroom Procedures. Now, before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode is the third episode in a three-part series about classroom procedures. So to learn about the why behind teaching classroom procedures, go back and check out episode 51. And to learn about the how to implement classroom procedures, check out episode 52. Because today we're talking all about top tips for classroom procedures. Teaching young children the procedures and routines of the classroom, it's important. It's important for safety reasons and less chaotic environments, which we all want. Let's be real. The benefits of implementing visual procedure cards are huge. And to get the most out of visual procedure cards, first, you learn why they're important, episode 51, and you learn how to implement them, episode 52. You can use pre-made cards or create your own by making pictures of the steps in each routine. But either way you do it, these tips will help you make the most out of the procedure cards that you have created. Let's jump right in. I have eight tips to share with you today. So let's get started. Tip number one, print your procedure cards at 25% instead of the normal 100% when you're printing or choose that four pages to a sheet option that you sometimes get when printing. This will make small cards that you can make into procedure strips for individual students. So these work great to carry around too. Um, Attach them to your lanyard or put them in a teacher apron pouch. That way you can pull out a procedure you need no matter where you are. But I love using these for individual students and sometimes they need that. They need those individual pieces that they can see for themselves and touch for themselves. So being able to print them smaller and putting together mini strips makes this possible. Now, tip number two kind of goes along with this. Using Velcro pieces, you can add Velcro to the back of your procedure cards and then put the other side of that Velcro on like a sturdy piece of cardstock. That way children can take off the procedure at a as it's finished. So if they are using an independent procedure strip, this is great because then they can take them off. They're done, right? They can visually see which ones are finished. And just a little tip here, label the cards with numbers on the back so that you know what order to put them back in when you're reassembling them to use them for the next time. This combo of tip one and tip two could be really helpful if you have a student who is struggling with certain transitions. Maybe it's a cleanup time transition. And so you are making them a procedure that shows, oh, you hear the cleanup song. Then you start picking up and then you do this and then you do that or whatever is next. And before that cleanup song comes on, you are presenting them with this procedure card. Oh, it's almost cleanup time. Here's the steps we're going to do when you finish one, we can pull them off. So that really helps them have their own piece to manipulate and not just the whole class one. So that might become something that is helpful to friends that are struggling 
with the transitions. Tip number three, laminate and cross off. You can also laminate these procedure strips and then allow a student to use a dry erase marker to cross off the steps. This works really well, obviously, with individual, so smaller size procedure strips. So if you didn't want to use the Velcro option, you could use a dry erase marker to cross up the ones that are done. So that may be a, another way you want to go about that. Tip number four is make the cards into a book. So let's say you have a procedure that is longer, more in-depth, or maybe you're just seeing that a lot of the class is struggling with it. Place those little strips into a photo album or tape them together or or excuse me, staple them together on the side and just make them into a book or print them even bigger so that it could be like a big book. Put them in order in that book and then we can read the procedures. So it's just another way to bring the procedures into the classroom through a different medium. So maybe a book is more relatable to some students. Then after you've read it as a class, you can put that in the library and so they can look through it as well. Tip number five is to use the cards as a sequencing activity. So during small group, you could help reinforce some procedures that you've already taught during whole group. And then bring them into small group and see if children can start to put them together. Do you remember what we do first, what we do next? And you could even work on going left to right because you're right there with them and you're showing them how to put these in order. So they could definitely be used as a sequencing activity. Tip number six, instead of making the cards smaller, make them poster size when printing. So there's a poster option when printing and you can make them even bigger make them easier for more students to see them at once. So this works particularly well for whole group procedures like sitting at the carpet or lining up when a bunch of them are in a line. So it's kind of hard for the ones in the back to see, or maybe even lunchtime if you have a lunchtime procedure, but making them a little bit bigger can also help everyone be able to see them at the same time. Tip number seven is one that I've mentioned before, but it's add that auditory component. So adding songs, your auditory learners will thank you. And that mixture of these songs and the procedures really can help get it going. So I like to use songs as almost a auditory cue to start the procedure. So for example, when I'm ready for my friends to line up, I say, find a handprint, find a handprint, find a handprint and line up because all of our little hand, all of our lineup spots are little handprints. So that works well. Or at the carpet, we have ladybugs on our carpet. So find a ladybug, find a ladybug, find a ladybug and sit. So starting that procedure and giving them some of that instruction in there helps them know, okay, it's time to do this one thing that I've learned before. And our last tip kind of goes along with adding auditory, but it's adding movement. So having the visual component plus the auditory component plus a movement component if needed. It's kind of like the triple whammy of procedures, right? You can see it, sing it, and move to it. So teaching children movements that they can do to go along with the procedure steps. 
Obviously, our kinesthetic learners will really appreciate this. In the past, I have found that if a child is struggling with a procedure, I add that movement in. Not everybody needs it, but sometimes they do. So I had a friend who was really struggling with pack-up time. It had a lot of different steps, and that was really hard. So we added some movements to it. So when he saw me doing these movements, it cued his brain and was like, oh, yes, I know what to do. So it was get your backpack. And so I would pretend like I'm holding the straps of the backpack in front of me and like kind of pulling down. So backpack and then um, lunchbox. So I'd pretend I was eating out of my lunchbox. And so it was just giving them him these movement cues as well that helped him see, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember now and tying that to it. Because for him, you know, the visual of the procedure card and the auditory of me singing really wasn't getting the job done. So that's another option that you can add on if you find that children in particular are struggling to grasp a certain procedure. All right, that was all eight tips. Let's run through them real fast. Tip one, print your procedure cards at 25%. Make them smaller, make them individual. Tip two, you can use Velcro pieces so that they can take them off when they're finished. Tip three, or you could laminate and cross them off when a procedure step is done. Tip four, make the cards into a book. Tip five, use the cards as a sequencing activity. Tip six, make the cards larger by using the poster option when printing so everyone can see them. Tip seven, add songs. And tip eight, add movement if needed. I just love when something in my classroom can be used in multiple ways. So it's great when we make something and we implement it, but yet it has the options to differentiate it. And if you're ready to learn more about some done-for-you visual procedure cards that I use in my classroom, check out the show notes for a link at lovelycommotion.com slash episode 53. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.